Hello everyone, welcome to Toonami Therapy. Today on October 21st of 2022, I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And we're here to talk about some stuff we've been watching, much of which is anime, some of which is on Toonami. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so just for the record, yesterday, last time, we said that we were going to watch um, one episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean, and we kind of decided... Um, to uh do two of that instead so that that's what we're going to be focusing on we kind of uh i don't do you want to talk more about that when we get to jojo or do you want to talk yeah. about it now yeah okay so first we'll get we'll go through the toonami stuff so we've got episode three of housing complex c so they find out there's the dog's head in the syrup or something and it's like ah, oh, what's going on what's causing all this stuff and um then, oh dang, I just realized, when I watched this originally, my TV was acting up, and I basically missed the first half of the episode, because it just kept going off, and then uh, I thought, okay, I'll re-watch that first half of the episode, and um, then, and then I forgot to do that. Mm. I did, <laughs> I got the second half, though. Um okay. So I, I think the first half was mostly wasn't it like them talking about like some backstory stuff, I think? Yeah, it was just some uh, backstory type of stuff and then and, and then, then then the second half. Yeah, and then the second half was uh they go searching around and they uh, go into the um the storage or a cave or something they find a bunch uh like of weird stuff there and some stuff about like some pictures of some drawings of like the fish people and stuff which i guess maybe fits with like the dead fisher and stuff and um yeah that was the stuff didn't they didn't they also find um out someone had uh died i think uh-huh yeah. yeah there's that and, yeah, that was basically the episode. I'm sorry. I meant to go back so and, and watch no that problem. part, and I forgot. Uh, it's okay. I, I don't really care much for this series anyway, because it's supposed to be only four episodes long, and yet it feels like nothing has happened in the first three episodes. Yeah, this feels like, I could say... This really feels like three episodes of a regular, the uh, opening three episodes of a regular season of anime. Like they're spending a bunch of time trying to set everything up for the rest of the season. Except apparently the rest of the season is one episode. I guess there's going to be more seasons. I'm not sure. Um, I I thought this was just going to be a like a like a mini series. Um, but I mean, I guess. They always could never un if a series is popular. Never underestimate a uh, a channel's desire to keep making more of it. Remember when they tried for a Joe Millionaire season two? <laughs> because it was so popular, they just like okay, let's try to do it again. <laughs> so they had to like go do put it in Europe so that people wouldn't have already heard of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, and then people didn't like that season, so. It kind of stopped. Um, <laughs> you know, I never even watched that uh, show, but I still heard about it. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah, so not too much to say about Housing Complex C. Just, I was kind of thinking, man, these... Throughout, I've been kind of thinking, man, we really should have, like, cut these down, these first three down to, like, two episodes, um, you know, to pick up the pacing. But then I'm thinking, well, okay, but are we going to get into a rush with the last episode? Because mm-hmm. uh, we've only got one left, and I don't know how much else you can, how you can, like, put, do everything in one episode. Mm-hmm. Is this going to, yeah. it feels like this is going to be yet another case of what I keep seeing on some shows where... You, like, had the plot go really slowly for a bunch of it, and then you just rush the rest of it. And and it just left you thinking, what? Like, you can't excuse it by them having to draw stuff out to meet the episodes or whatever, because they could have just, you know, paced the earlier stuff more quickly, and then the later stuff more slowly, and got in a better show. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, not that much else to really say about Housing Complex C. Alright. So, let's see. After that, we've got Yashihime, episode 21. Um, so, Moraha manages to sneak into the place with... Uh, I can't remember their name, but they have the other... She has one of the other guys who was with her, you know, do the metamorphosis to pretend to be the guy in charge and then gets in mm-hmm. that way. And they actually do a great part where they make it so they pretend that the real one is a fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get attacked. Anyway, she manages to get in, find, figure out his weak point and beat him. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, um... Setsuna uh, uh, is still asleep while the other guys are just... Fu- it's. I noticed that she wrote all these instructions and stuff, and I'm just thinking, but these guys these guys are supposed to be really good demon slayers. Do they need to be consulting all this stuff she wrote? And I'm hoping that the interpretation we're supposed to take is that they actually can deal with the um, demons. It's just they consider them so unimportant that they're just, you know, kind of making fun of it by, you know, just sitting there and, and looking at the um, the notes, you know, and and doing that in front of the demon, kind of like as if to screw with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Toa is... Uh, I, I can't remember the specifics, but she's gotten captured and they're doing, ha, we will do something that will absorb like sadness or something from you. So we're going to try to make you cry. And she's like, I'm not going to cry. And mm. uh, yeah, that's all I really got from there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Actually. The, the stuff with Moraha was pretty good. Uh, Setsuna, well, Setsuna wasn't really, she was asleep, but the stuff <sighs> with the people who were with her was decent. Toa was just kind of, you know, there. Yeah, that's a shame because she's my favorite character. Um, yeah, so we'll see what's going on after um that, cause uh, yeah, it seems like they we are kind of starting to wrap up this sort of what we're doing. We've been doing the last few episodes where we just split up the characters and put them on their own plots. Yeah, it's a mini arc of sorts. Yeah, like like a mini split arc. It's yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really. I haven't really. Don't, I can't really think of offhand of a series that really did it quite like this, where you just had them, you just split them up and put them in these different things that you like. 
I mean, I'm sure there's some, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but uh, yeah. All right, anything else before loop on? No. All right, we get to loop on the third part six, episode twenty-four. So, Jigen, Goman, and Fujiko pop up. They uh. Uh, to try to rescue Lupon. Lupon does get out of the brainwashing and like says, oh yeah, I actually was only pretending to be under it. Well, I think he was originally under it, but then he got out of it and then he just kept pretending to be under it. Mm -hmm. um, so to make a long uh, story short, um, it seems that Tomoe was, or yeah, that was her name, um, was not actually Lupon's mother, but, uh, um, but she and the whole, a bunch of stuff was this convoluted plan of hers that I can't, I don't know, I found this this part of the season kind of confusing. So I'm like, so when I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, I, I guess this all fit together somehow. Mm -hmm. um, she gets killed uh, uh, by Lupin. That other girl, I think, gets arrested apparently, and um, but does uh, get out of prison. Uh, prison um and uh then and i guess everything just kind of gets resolved then and goes back to normal did we ever get an update of that girl who had an obsession with lupon um or, or wait hang on let me just think here the one who had like a really big crust on lupon and uh do you mean like the I don't even remember that. Are you talking about the girl who had, like, the weird, like, where she had the diary or whatever and was misinterpreting everything that was going on? No, I, no, no. I remember there was a character who, who was, like, in love with Lupin, and then she was trying to catch Lupin, and then Lupin had all these people dress up as the gang. Oh, that yes, I remember that episode. Oh shoot, was she, did she have a crush on him? I thought she just really liked him, or I thought or something. Yeah, I know I remember that episode. No, I think she was just in that episode and didn't show up again. Okay. Okay, it's uh, oh no, I got I when I was saying the person who got arrested um got out of uh. Uh, broke out. I I got it mixed up. I, those were two different girls. One of them got arrested and uh, by Zenigati in this episode, and I don't know what happens with her exactly. But in the other right. one, it's I don't know. So much of this season just blurs for me. Yeah, yeah, I I can see why. Yeah, I, um, I guess we can talk about it. Uh, I mm -hmm. think. Well, I just I'll just say it, I'm sure you agree, of the Lupin series I've seen, this is definitely the weakest of it by them by a considerable margin. Yeah, no question there. Um, um it, this didn't even feel like Lupin like almost the entire season. Like the episode I just brought up, that one felt like Lupin. But most of the rest of this ser this season felt like a different show, a different franchise. It was like a different show that they had the Lupin characters in. And and that's why I call them experimental episodes, because it was like, let's experiment and see how Lupin would react in this situation or in this situation. And ultimately, that 
there were a few bright spots, but for the most part, this series or this season was a disappointment. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, I, I had some hopes for it when it was coming back. I was thinking, oh yeah, we'll have more Lupin, and uh, yeah, it was just so many episodes were just weirdly experimental. Which is okay mm -hmm. every now and again, but there were a lot of them, and I don't think the experiments were a success. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just hope if we get to part seven, I hope it's uh, better than this one. I feel, I feel mm -hmm. like I should go back sometime and watch part two, because um, that was the one that aired on Toonami. No, no, actually, I think it was, no, it was Adult Swim. Um, still way back in the day, although I think they only had like the first 22 episodes. So, uh, but mm -hmm. and there were a lot more, I think they're on Crunchyroll. So maybe I'll check that sometime. Um, but yeah, other than that, not just wasn't, I mean, there were still some glimmers of the stuff I like about loop on here. It was, it wasn't like terrible, but it wasn't really good for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, and in regards to the overall plot stuff, well, honestly, in both of the two previous seasons, I thought the, what you say, the overall plots, the continuing stuff, were kind of generally like the weaker parts of the series, but they were really weaker here, especially. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I wish I had more to say, but uh, that's kind of how I ended up feeling. <laughs> Anything else you wanted to say? No, not really. Uh, it's just a disappointing season, that's all. Want to move on to One Piece? Yeah. Okay. So, we move on to One Piece episodes 589 and 509? Um, oh. Oh, actually, technically, I'm sorry. 589 and 591. We skipped over episodes... 590. It was apparently, um, yeah, episode 590 was some, um, Dragon Ball Toriko One Piece crossover episode. But due to really? like, hmm? really? Yeah, it was, that was the episode, but it wasn't, but, uh, Funimation skipped over it, uh, in the, all the official releases because of, you know, copy, like, copyright stuff, because it's like, mm -hmm. Because, um, well, does fun, because I don't think they have, well, hang I, the rights to Toriko, so, um, does, who has the anime rights to that, actually? Let me see, um, well, according to Wikipedia, they have, um, the anime rights to Toriko, is it a Dragon Ball, um, thing? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's one of those things where even if you technically have them, you don't you have to have them in conjunction with each other somehow. But yeah, I don't think Yeah, I think it's cuz Funimation doesn't uh, I don't think they had Dragon Ball. But then again, they skipped over the Toriko episode the crossover that was a while ago, I think. So in any event, we have episodes 589 and 591. So, in this um, episode, we find out essentially that um, some stuff. 
So we find out that Brown Beard, uh, who they have captured, and his like men think that the guy in charge of the whole thing is actually a great guy because he helped them out and stuff. But uh, Chopper figures out that all the medicine the kids were taking isn't actually a treatment. It's just some. It's just a drug that they become addicted to. So you know when they take it to like cure their illnesses, it's actually just you know making it so they don't go into withdrawal. Um, so, yeah, they figure that stuff out. Uh, the characters, uh, split up to look for clues. And, um, then also the bad guys, the, what were they called? The Yeti Cool Brothers go after them. Uh, that's their names, apparently. And, uh, does manage to beat some of them. So, um, that's, uh, the episodes basically both episodes yeah <laughs> i mean the samurai guy ran off to try to find the rest of his body mm -hmm. yep i don't really have much to say uh these episodes have been getting there seems to be less happening you know yeah, One One Piece definitely does seem to be a series that, I, I mean, you would just recommend the manga over the anime with all this pacing stuff. Mm -hmm. I just wish they would just do filler arcs. Come to think of it, though, I'm curious. Do they? Does that mean they ha skipped over that episode? I'm looking on, like, um, Crunchyroll here, because I'm just curious... Yeah, yeah, it go, you go to Crunchyroll. It says episode 589, and the next one is 591. They skipped over it. Um, so, yeah, the, the crossover between those, uh, never, those three series just never got an official release, I guess. Oh, well. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, that's it for One Piece, then. Yep. All right. So we'll move on to our non tsunami stuff. So we got um, Licorice Recoil Episode 9. So what the bad guys did basically was that they um, overcharged a battery of talking. Uh, no, not uh, no Chisato's heart, artificial heart, uh, which basically makes it so it can't be recharged. So she has about two months to live before the battery completely goes out because they can't fix the heart because I don't know they just say it's one of a kind but they don't explain exactly why it's not possible to do it again I think the implication is that maybe they need the help of the guy who did it or maybe um, anyway basically the episodes are about uh you know, I guess them dealing with that fact, just getting some flashback stuff about uh, Chisato when she was younger and how she got the artificial uh, heart. Did to... she? Yeah, did she get it from uh, fighting a Nausicaan? Um. Oh, oh, I, oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> took it took me it took me a little while to figure out what you were to referring to. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but no, not not as far as we know. <laughs> um, yeah, we get that, and then a bunch of it is just talking you know, about wanting to spend some time with her, and them hanging out and doing stuff. Um, yeah, it felt like run a girlfriend there at the end. It was like talking out like rented out she sought there for the day and they just had a date together that's what it felt like um oh yeah they're also i think some of the them not not takina and um chisato some of the other characters got yeah. captured by the bad guys that was you know like a post credit sequence i think mm-hmm. so yeah i i get you know, I kind of feel like not, even though this was such a big thing to happen, it doesn't feel like once we got that reveal, all that much really happened. Well, I I felt like there was some pretty good character development here. Mm-hmm. I thought like Takina showed more of the human side, whereas he's been cold and calculating throughout the series. But in this episode... Um, she she definitely seems to be, you know, compassionate, and she wants to help Shisato, and um, yeah. By the way, do you know that Shisato won the award for best girl of the anime season? I didn't. Uh, I didn't even know. Like. Where, where, who, who, uh, that they had an award for that? Who does it? Let me see. <laughs> Although I think, like, what what competition it was there um last season? Uh wasn't maybe was that girl from Call of the Night? Maybe I don't really know much about her, but I think she. I can see how she might have gotten some popularity. Here we go. Chisato best girl. Let's see the I'm talking I got third place. She from when a girlfriend got sixth place. And you'll never believe it. Albedo from uh a great show Overlord got eighth place. Where, where is this list from? Anime Corner. Mm. Let's see. Anime Corner, best girl. This. Okay. Now let's see what um we've got there. Do they? I wonder if they have um any of these for previous um seasons. But yeah, Chisato. Um, K. Karuizawa. What? What was she even from again? I feel like I should know this. Um. Oh, she's from Classroom of the Elite. Okay, I did. That was a returning show, so I didn't watch it. Yeah. Ta- yeah. Chisato got first. Takina. Um. Yeah. Chisato won by a decent amount. Um, yeah. Too. She got six point fifty-five percent. The second place one, K from. Uh, uh, classroom of the 
leaked, which from what I've heard, it's basically Baca and Test if it took itself seriously. <laughs> um, for as you know, it has like this setup of like, oh, if you do badly, you get sent to like the lower, uh, to like the class F or whatever and get punished <laughs> and, and you don't get as much stuff as a higher classes, except apparently it's not like just a crazy comedy. Um, although I've also heard, um, that the uh, anime changed a whole lot of stuff from uh, the light novel, but I have heard, yeah, it's like meant more seriously. It's not like Bakken test or really even assassination classroom, which kind of um, put together the comedy and the um, action. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm looking at some of this stuff. Um, yeah. Huh? Well, I'm a little surprised there wasn't, um, I thought there was that character. I thought maybe she would, um, from Call of the Night, I thought she might have gotten some popularity, but I don't think I see her here. But may, but then again, that was on um, High Dive, so maybe fewer people saw it. Heck of I know. I never, I didn't watch any of it. I was just like, oh yeah, I look at her design. She looks like a character that people might get excited about. Mm -hmm. Um... Oh no no! Wait, I'm sorry. I'm stupid. No, she did. She was there. She got fourth place. I just didn't. I just for some was stupid and didn't recognize her. Sorry, my my mistake. The character I thought might get there, she got fourth place. So there. <laughs> so so there. I I was stupid, but in a different way. <laughs> All right. Um, we so we finished with that. Um. Anything else to say about um, uh, that, then? No, not really. I'm just... I want to see um, who might have done well in previous um, <laughs> uh, seasons. Uh, let's see. Okay, best girl slash boy of 2020... Of spring 2022. Really, the summer doesn't only had best girl, but not best boy? Um, oh, uh... Let's see, best boy. Okay, so Lloyd um took um got first place by like two percent above Shirogane, who got second. Um, mm. let's see who's um. Uh, let's see. Okay, who got who got first place for best girl that season? Um, better be Kaguya. No, no, Kaguya was third. Oh. She got, um, the one who got first place is, uh, Kurumi Tokisaki from Data Live. Um, Yor was second place by only a, by, that was very close. Yor got second place, um, she was just a little behind. Yes, it's, uh, Tokisaki from Data Live, then Yor, Kaguya, Anya, I, uh, Hayasaka from, um, also from Kaguya-sama, um, Oh, Shikimori, yeah, from Shikimori is not just a cutie. I can see why she would get big. Chika's only ninth? Wow. Um, but uh yeah, so there we have it with that um one. I was honestly a little surprised Anya didn't place higher, but I, I guess mm. people uh but uh yeah. Anyway. Okay. Enough <laughs> of the tangents for now. So we're going to move on then to uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean. Uh, we kind of dropped um, 
even though we said, oh, we'll watch it, we kind of dropped off Laugh Olympics because there really wasn't much to talk about in regards right. to it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It just, uh, it was hard to have discussions about it because it's like, oh, there was a gag there and oh there was a joke there you know there really wasn't much to point out it's just kind of entertainment and not very good for discussing like what we're watching yeah i mean there were some other things i was thinking of kind of talking about but i kind of feel even those would have been exhausted soon like i i was noticing I, I didn't realize it until like watching several episodes, but I just suddenly realized, wait, when they're talking about who, you know, like the important characters and um, stuff, you know, when they're introducing it in the theme song, they're going, oh yeah, Captain Caveman, the first superhero accompanied by the Teen Angels and all that stuff. Then I just suddenly realized, wait, everything they just were talking about, all of those characters the only were all from the Scooby-Dooby team. They didn't discuss any of the other people. Mm-hmm. Like nobody from the Yogi Ahuis or the Really Rotten, so that explains why the Scooby Doobies kept winning. They were the ones that were getting all the. They were like the actual current ones. Yeah, I think it's because the Yogi Ahuis were the 1960s characters, and the Scooby Doobies were the 1970s characters, hmm. and they favored the more recent ones because I. I Yes, more people would have wanted to see them win. Yeah, well, it also um, they they also I think aired that series. It was part of a larger block because yeah, at the accompanying Laugh Olympics when it originally aired in the programming block was uh, another a Scooby Doo show, uh, Blue Falcon and Dynamot. And also a Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. Oh yeah, now now I'm realizing all the ones that they focused in because they left out some of the guys on the Scooby Doobies, but everyone they talked about was people who were on the those other shows that aired alongside this series. I see. Uh, so that explains, I guess, why they were focusing on those because those were the ones that were right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we. Uh, so, yeah, we'll move on to, well, I already told you, Stone Ocean, of which we watched two episodes um, instead of one. So, uh, if you don't want spoilers, you might want to just pause this and go watch the second episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you want to give the summaries, or do you want I, me to? I want you to. Okay, so since we got two episodes, uh, let's see, do I do them individually, or... Sure. So the first episode, so we're focusing on Jolene Cujo this season, who's uh, Jotaro's daughter. Um, uh, although Jotaro's off on doing something throughout this, and they weren't able to contact him. Anyway, she ends up getting, uh, through convoluted situations, uh, framed for murder when technically at most she was guilty of negligence. Or, mm-hmm. well,. Not necessarily negligence. It's well. What is technically the crime? If you, if you do, I guess it was a hit and run. But the other person was driving, so maybe he was. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. but it turns out the guy was alive, which she didn't know. So she, when she pled guilty, because the, her lawyer was actually working for the other guy, um, mm-hmm. and 
there are so many things about this entire setup thing where you get where you plead guilty apparently to charges you didn't know you were pleading guilty mm-hmm. to, even though I thought that they say that stuff and I don't know. So much about the setup of this series does not really make much sense. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to go into all of of uh, <laughs> that. Uh, but so that's what we get with the first episode. We also do have her because she gets this thing that, you know, the which weirdly this was actually another part that seemed kind of weird because, OK, so her lawyer guy gives her this locket because Jotaro said that to give it, sent it to them to give it to her or something if she needed trouble and she opens it and gets um, pricked by the, I think it's supposed to be a shard of that arrow that gives stands and she mm-hmm. gets one and I'm thinking, okay, if the guy's the evil corrupt lawyer, why does he do that? And second if she's in prison at the time, why does he just get to give her that? Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, she uh, that does give her stand power. So even though she's you know in prison and stuff, she still gets revenge on that guy. Also, I'm confused about because he betrayed her in order to do that because he was really working for the other person, her sort of former boyfriend who kind of um hung her out to dry because he was giving her more him money. But doesn't Jotaro and his presumably his family have access to like crazy infinite Speedwagon Foundation money? So uh-huh. how is he getting more money from this other place? Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, she gets her ability, which allows her to basically uh, make string appear and do stuff with it. You know, attack people and even listen in on stuff. And so that was the first episode, um, which despite as weirdly implausible, even I think for a Jojo series, all mm-hmm. that felt, I still did enjoy the second episode, how I, I liked a lot more. So she's in um, prison. She gets the cellmate who apparently also managed to somehow get that locket thing and developed her own stand, which has the ability to shrink people because we haven't seen that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, it's a little different from the one we saw before. This one seems more instantaneous, but also has the weakness that if you go too far away from the person, it reverts. So she tries to basically force Jolene um, to, like, uh, steal stuff for her. And then we get, you know, the usual JoJo battle stuff where Jolene manages to beat her up with her powers and uh, and such. And everything works out there. That was a much... Uh, so the second episode, the first episode I... I thought had a, some kind of dumb stuff in it. But at the same time, I was thinking, okay, you know, it's just... Uh, um, it's uh, more, it's just a setup, you know, w- once that gets done with, it'll be more interesting, which it was. I liked the second episode a lot more. That really felt like, you know, JoJo stuff to me. I actually liked the first episode better. I thought it oh. set up the show really good. It got me really interested in Jolene and about her character. There was sometimes I found it confusing because I couldn't tell if, it was a flashback or if it was happening now. And just the way they did it kind of felt like I was watching a flashback. And I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. So, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that first episode. And then the second episode I really liked as well. 
that whole stand thing. Uh, I don't I don't know why that girl was so mean to her, but I was very happy to see her get what she deserved <laughs> at the end of that episode. That was that was very entertaining. And of course, whenever they punch, they always go or 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 yeah. Or. Yeah, seeing the aura was cool. <laughs> so yeah, I really like both these episodes and now I'm fired up to watch more JoJo. Yeah. One one thing I found was a little uh weird in it was uh let me just actually double check on um this but may Maybe they actually were just pronouncing it weird, but when uh, the other person was saying her stand name, she said GG Dolls because, y- you know, well, yeah, I'm looking at it. Apparently it's supposed to be Cry Cry Dolls, but she every time I heard it, I heard GG Dolls. So, I don't know. Wait. That's weird. Oh, okay, that's all confusing because I'm seeing GG Dolls, but then... It said that for the manga, but I'm looking on the wiki. And yeah, it says for the, the English dub, it said Cry Cry Dolls in the dub. But the, I heard G, so I don't know if they were just saying Cry Weird or whatever. Yeah, as you might have guessed, the original was Goo Goo Dolls. We're on, we're on you know, the usual having to change all the stand names. Right. Uh, Jolene's stand name was originally uh, Stone Free, but they changed it to Stone Ocean. Why was that changed? It, um, wasn't, isn't that, uh, Stone Free, wasn't that the name, it's assuming, it's a, it must be named after something, I'm, oh yeah, it's a, it's a song by Jimi Hendrix. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I assume we're going to be getting a whole lot of, uh, name <laughs> changes in, uh, the English translation. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. It did, this did seem a bit more, I, I don't know the right way to say it. Maybe kind of crude. Like there's that weird sort of just um, conversation at the, the series starts out with a conversation about masturbation. <laughs> like that is the first thing in the series. Yeah. And uh, there is all the language was stronger also. Um, yeah. So maybe that's why I couldn't air on Tsunami. I mean, if they if they on Tsunami, all they would have to do is bleep out. Um, they've done that uh, before. Um, no, it didn't air on Toonami because Netflix had Netflix money and Toonami doesn't have Netflix money. So, (laughs) um, yeah, this was pretty enjoyable. One thing, this is actually interesting because when Jolene's outfit, like it's the sort of thing you would think would be, feel really fan servicey, but it, and like, yeah. But it doesn't for some reason. I, I guess I think it's the art style, because um, you know a lot of other series I could see your outfit feeling like really blatant fan service, and yet, but here it just never felt like that to me. Yeah. So yeah, that's a bunch of talk about stuff um, here. Um, yes, this was this was pretty fun. It will be. I, I'm definitely looking forward to the um, rest of this. Uh, oh yeah, the the dub's good. I I should mention that. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, actress from Jolene. Um, let me just look this up just to be sure. Kira Buckland. 
Yeah, she's a huge JoJo fan. So she kind of uh, really wanted this role and she got it. So. Yeah, I remember back in when part four was airing and she, she, I can't remember the character's name, but she was like the ghost girl. And you mentioned to me that you had heard that she wanted to really voice Jolene and uh, two parts later uh, it happened. Yeah. (laughs) So she got to fulfill her dream, which is pretty cool. I think on the Japanese end, something like that happened also. I can't remember if the voice actress in Japanese specifically wanted to voice Jolene, but I know she was, like, apparently a really big JoJo fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this was... Um, yeah, so this was, these were good episodes. This was a pretty decent start to the series. We'll see where it goes um, from here. Um... Yeah, and I, I guess we'll be watching two episodes of this at least until Crunchyroll uh, gets around to releasing the dub of Spy Family right. season two. No part part two of season one. It, the way they air anime now is weird. Is kind is confusing because they keep splitting stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think I had anything else to um, comment on other than I a lot. <laughs> Oh yeah, now I remember. Jolene's ability so far, did did you like think it was like Spider-Man? Like, yeah, it kind of felt like that. Yeah, the ability to like just make shoot string out of your um hand. We we do like see the actual manifestation of her stand which is able to um hit things. So, yeah. So, yeah, yep, looking forward to watching more of this. Uh okay, I guess we can move on to uh, the top three stuff for the animes. Yeah. So, uh, I did mine already. Um, for third place, I'm putting Liquor's Recoil. And then second place, I'm putting the second episode of JoJo. And first place, I'm putting the first episode of JoJo. So, kind of like we did whenever we watched two episodes of Fate, uh, JoJo wins both the gold and silver medal for the week. So, it's off to a good start. Hmm. I don't really... I don't like... I don't normally separate the ones I give. So, but, so uh, I didn't do that before. I guess I'll just keep going with just the shows itself. Yeah, JoJo's first. And uh, I have a feeling it's probably going to stay that uh, way for mm-hmm. a lot. You know, it's funny because I was... Go, uh, for a while, I've been pretty confident as to what my top... When I do my year-end list, I am pretty know what my top two are going to um, be. I'm, I'm not going to spoil what... Uh, honestly, if you listen to this podcast, you'll know what those two are. You just don't know what order they'll be in. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I was thinking, yeah, that'll be clear. And then JoJo's coming back, and I'm like, oh man, now I might have to reconsider that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We'll see. Anyway, we've got, uh, so there's that. Second place, I think I'll, um, put, second place I'll put Yashihime, and then third would be Licorice Recoil. Okay. Alright, that's our discussion on the anime stuff. Um, anything else to say about anime? Nope, not really. Alright, so the anime portion of this podcast has 
concluded. Uh, I, I now will talk Amazing Race. Uh, we're on episode four, I think, mm-hmm. of thirty-four. Yeah, that's um. Or wait, or was this five? Yeah, it was episode five. I, I just like to keep track of this stuff. Um. Yeah, so I guess this is where they were in. Um, what Middle Eastern country were they in again? The Kingdom of Jordan. Jordan, okay. So that's what they were, yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't feel like I have that much to say about this episode. I, I thought it was kind of a little boring, honestly. Well, that whole uh, metal detector thing... It just seemed to take too long, that whole metal detector. And that one that one guy just couldn't figure out how to how to do that metal detector right. And um Yeah, so he fell way behind and Yeah, there's just really not that much to talk about from this episode. Yeah, and a slide puzzle. Those slide puzzles are just one of those things that you either can do or you can't. Yeah. I feel. Um, Which, of course, means some people get completely stuck. It's just so weird that they just put a slide puzzle into Resident Evil 4. It just seems like almost break up the game with how you have to um, do that. I've never solve a slide puzzle of more than say nine pieces <laughs> and so I don't I, I've tried them before I'm not very good at them I I think that would have frustrated me out of my mind I probably would have done the other thing even though it took a lot longer to feed the camels <laughs> like that took some strenuous exercise but Doing a slide puzzle, that is not easy. So I feel like I usually am I'm decent at them now, although I can't how how big were the slide puzzles again? Was it like a four by four? Or was it four, four by three? Four yeah, by I, three. I think I could do um that. Although I remember when I was a kid, did you ever play a game called Museum Madness? No, I don't think so. Okay, it was this sort of semi-educational game. The the plot was that you had you went into this museum where a bu- like the exhibits were like kind of controlled by AI, but this virus gets in there, and you have to like you know go and solve a bunch of stuff in them. It was actually pretty fun. But the reason I bring it up was one of the things involved you having to um compete complete a fairly large slide puzzle and i could never do it as a kid i had to get some like find some adult or someone to like come and say hey can you solve this puzzle in this game for me mm-hmm. i i think when i got when i was older i was able to do it on my own um yeah there's this other thing in that game that i got completely stuck on because you had to find this thing and you just had to click on these things in this thing to get them. But the game didn't explicitly tell you that. So I was super confused. Like when the guy said, oh, congratulations, you found the whatever it was that you had to get. And I was never able to figure out what was going on there because it just wasn't, um, because I didn't know that was there. I can't remember how I figured it out. Uh, 
Reminds me of, uh, this is one of the funniest things. There's this other game. Did you ever play, you probably haven't, but uh, Eagle Eye Mysteries? No, can't remember that. Okay, so it, and there's a sequel called Eagle Eye Mysteries in London. It was kind of a mystery game. You had like all these little cases that you would go around and solve. And to solve it, what you're supposed to do at the end was you're supposed to say, okay, this was the answer here, here. Uh, you know, you had this big list of clues. And you had to like choose the clues that would prove um, that. And there was one that I was completely stuck on. I could not figure it out at all. And I'm just like trying these things. And I can't figure it out. And my sister, who's really young at this point, like just mm -hmm. kind of is there. And she just grabs the mouse and starts mm -hmm. clicking on stuff at random. And she got the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, now I'm done. finally done with this puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um... I guess anything else to say about the amazing race this episode? Well, it wasn't surprising who got eliminated. Um, that was kind of obvious. Uh, they did a little race to the mat, which I don't know. Uh, when it comes to the race to the mat, like, uh, how do they decide who wins? Do you just have to touch it? Do you have to stand on it? Do you have to drop your bag on it? I I don't know what the rules are there. I don't know either. I would assume it would be um getting to the mat. I don't know think I've ever seen a case where it was actually a question. I think it's a mat. It was there was a time a while ago and it was like literal definite race to the um mad and was very close like the people were literally right there running for it and uh i think it i i think the team that just made it there first uh managed to beat the other um mm -hmm. yeah although i do know both members of the team have to make it i remember that because a long time ago there was one where one of them made it but the other was kind of behind and then another team both members managed to get there between them so they were checked in first <laughs> it's also really obvious just um i mean i we know because we have already we know the order but, like, if you're a contestant, if Phil does not immediately tell you that you're eliminated, you know you're not eliminated. Yeah. It's always the first thing he says. If he starts talking about anything, then you know you're not eliminated. Or, uh -huh. for all I know, maybe he actually does talk about some other stuff first and then says it, and they just cut it out. But every time I've ever seen all of, like, the... He... All of the when he eliminates it's always the pretty much the first thing he says and uh and and if he ever talks about anything else first then you know you're not eliminated <laughs> yeah he's always trying to lead them on to think that they're uh you guys had a tough time this time where do you think you landed and then he gives them the good news <laughs> yeah um, so, one last one last thing I wanted to bring up was, did you see the preview for the next episode? 
Yeah, the one where he said something about how someone had got had tested positive for COVID. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's interesting. Um, I feel like they're being punished for getting a virus that pretty much everyone has gotten by now. Maybe you haven't gotten it. I I got it in May. Man, it was miserable, but it, it, it didn't, it did, it, all it did was really make me just not eat anything for like a week. And I mean, I, I think the vaccination, because I, I had all the booster shots and everything, and, and it felt to me like the vaccination, like really just, defeated the virus so it wasn't really a big deal at all i i had to take off work and i felt miserable but there was never a time i was feeling like oh, i gotta go to the hospital or i gotta go to the doctor it was just like it just felt like a flu and i i think that's what the vaccination can uh do for you which is why i have strongly supported the vaccines but anyway it feels like a punishment to whoever it is just because they got unlucky and contracted covid you get Hmm. disqualified for something you didn't do anything wrong about you know do you get disqualified is that like the rule well we'll find out because i would think if you got a positive covid you presumably have spent time with the other teams and stuff. So I would think that what under those circumstances, they might actually um, like isolate everyone for a while and then continue afterwards. So um, we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. That, or maybe, maybe they didn't get COVID. Maybe it was just a false positive. And then when they did like the, the double checking, um, test uh, on it. It told them, "Nope, uh, you you're clear. Never mind. We just we just wanted to say that because you know we make a good preview." <laughs> yes, it will be interesting to see what happens there because I don't know what the rules are if you get uh, sick with that. If they like delay everyone or if just you or what. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll find out. That that is an interesting um thing to think about. I haven't gotten COVID, but I've been. I, I have not really, my work does not involve us, like me, having to directly interact with many people, and I don't really go out and do much, because, well, I've been trying to avoid it, not specifically just for myself, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to get it, but also because there are some older people I kind of come in contact with, and I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to, you know, get it, and then, you know, spread it to there, so, we'll yeah. see how that, um, goes but yeah that's i mean that's not a bad way to um to that's not a bad promo yeah yeah there is the fact i noticed that he he just says you tested positive for covid but that's all we saw we didn't see him say anything else so we maybe that's nothing ends up happening because i kind of feel like if they had to like leave the race. They would have included him say, well, you have to leave the race or something like that. So who knows? I'll make the prediction that they do get eliminated. That's my prediction. Okay. 
So we'll find out. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll see about um that then. That's uh that's not a bad that's probably one of the better uh previews to try to get you interested. Yeah. Okay, so uh anything else? Uh can I think of anything else? No, not really. Um Yeah. Um a pretty good week of stuff and I can't wait for next week and more JoJo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's uh I am glad we put off watching it for a while because it means that there's a bunch and we we don't have to since we know more is coming in December, we, we don't have to like be worrying about like pacing ourselves or whatever. We like you we could probably be watching like, you know, uh four episodes per week and then by December the rest would all drop. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, that's it for this episode of our podcast. We'll see you next week uh, for more of our regular shows and yes, two episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and uh, we'll see you then. Bye.